0: aging it's unavoidable for those of us who are lucky enough to live a long life but with it comes a host of legal questions and concerns that you may have for yourself if you're middle-aged like i am and or maybe for a parent who's also aging today my guest is aaron miller he is the owner of miller law office a law firm dedicated to helping with elder care planning estate issues and he's here today to talk with us about things that we need to know when it comes to planning for the later years in life. Aaron, I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank
1: you, appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
0: As we begin our conversation, um, one of the things I wanna start off talking about is what is an elder care attorney? And how is it different than say, just a regular estate planning
1: attorney? Yeah, great question. A lot of people are wondering about that. Um, Elder law and estate planning, they do have a lot of overlapping things. A estate planning attorney is going to help you figure out who gets your stuff after you pass away. They're going to do some of the the other documents similar that an elder law attorney will do. But really, an elder law attorney um, answers the question, well, I think step back. Estate planning attorney answers the question, what happens if you get sick and die? Elder law attorney answers the question, what happens if you get sick but don't die? What happens if you have to... Uh, pay the high cost of long-term care, how are we going to handle that? So it's it really helps figure out how we're going to take care of mom when she gets sick.
0: Okay, um, that's a really great way to phrase it. I, I love that. So when should when should I be thinking about hiring an elder care attorney? Like I said, I'm middle-aged. Is, is now a time to start planning for my later years, or really is it more focused? I'll let you answer that. First.
1: Yeah, so it's really going to be um, Probably when you're thinking about retirement, you also wanna think about how you're going to protect your assets if you get sick. Um, it's one of those things, it's not too late. It's kind of like, a, what's the saying, um, what's the best time to build an oak tree 20 years ago? What's the next best time today? Um, it's never too late, so you always wanna to, want to do that. But I would say probably when you're when you're thinking about retirement, when you're thinking about what, um, how much assets you have and, and what you want to do with that, you gotta be thinking about what happens if you get sick and need care because that's the the biggest drain on people's finances they just when uh, as they get older they just don't realize it
0: absolutely and i know there are a whole host of questions having to do with quality of care and so forth and we're going to cover that today but i do want to know what are some of the options that people have available
1: to them when it comes time for long-term care well there's there's a lot of options that are available actually Um, i think probably what most people would rather do is they would rather age in place And that can be great if you've planned for it. Um, You need to make sure that you have your house all on one level. You need to make sure that um, getting into the house, you've got a a ramp. Um, The doors are wide enough for wheelchair access. You've got uh, bariatric handles in the bathrooms to make sure that if you fall uh, and you have a caregiver, that it's heavy enough to support both of you. Uh, You want to make sure that access to the bathrooms and things like that. Um, that's, that's the best, uh, well, what most people would rather do. Um, you also have uh, some relatively new things called a, re- a residential care home. And that's a home that usually gives about assisted living care, uh, meaning there's gonna be someone there 24 hours, but if you drive by it, it looks like a house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's in a community, uh, things, uh, it, it doesn't have an institutional feel and um, you, know, you've got, you may or may not have a roommate, but it, really the, the, the advantage of that is it feels like a house. It doesn't feel like you're, you're, you're in a nursing home per se. Um, and then you have assisted living care. That's um, if you need help with a few activities of daily living, a few things that, um, which are, which are uh, feeding yourself, bathing yourself, clothing yourself, moving around by yourself and going to the bathroom by yourself, um, that kind of thing. Um, then you have memory care, which is kind of like assisted living, but it's more if you have some uh, issues uh, you know, with Alzheimer's, dementia, things like that. Uh, you have nursing home care. That's um, not quite the highest, but it's what most people need. It's um, where uh, you've got a, a nurse available 24 hours a day. They can give you medications. They can do all that. And then that's actually one level higher that's called an LTAC. Uh, I don't remember the abbreviation of what it stands for, but basically it's like hospital level care for long term. Okay. Uh, so if you've got like an open wound or something that needs to be taken care of, um, more hospital level care, but you're there for a while. So most people don't have to worry about that. But that's so, another level.
0: Like if somebody's had a stroke or something and they need they need you know pretty pretty um, serious care following the stroke Possibly, on, yeah. on a road, is that like where a rehab center comes into play? So place, yeah, or? if you
1: have a re- uh, if you have a stroke and um, a rehab would be something some that would would probably help with that. Sure the uh, a lot of times those are going to be in assisted living centers, so kind of joint rehab, and sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're just standalone. That's all they do is rehab. But
0: how does one mm-hmm. even begin the process of s- selecting out of these options? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of choices yeah. there, and definitely. I mean, I know, I know, like my my mother-in-law, very adamant, age in place, and you know, she's really put a lot of work and thought into mm-hmm. doing that. Um, but if you know, aside from that, if that's not an option, because for a lot of people it won't be an right. option, how do you how How do you even
1: begin to navigate? It's difficult. It can be very confusing. Um, Aging in place is great if you can get someone in that can provide, you know, as much care as you need, a home health care agent. Um, There are uh, different options that you have. Um, You can do your own research. You can start with the the government has a website of different uh, inspections that they've done. Um, You can uh, actually kind of uh, do a, a search within a certain radius and certain ratings, um, and uh, that's one way. The state of Texas actually has another one of their their inspections, so that's one way to do it. Uh, recommendations from friends, um, you can always go visit, which I highly recommend. Visit several and do it at different times of, of day because they could be great today at, uh, at 5 o'clock, <laughs> but 9 o'clock, maybe not so good. Um, and there are also some people that, that can help as well. So uh, there's there's things like a place for mom or a senior source, things like that can help, uh, help you find uh, places to stay.
0: I'm just curious as we're talking about this, is this usually in your practice you see, is it the person who will be living in the nursing home, who's having these conversations and going and shopping, or is it children of the person who are worried about mom or dad, and maybe mom or dad don't really want to even talk about the subject?
1: I find it's usually the oldest adult female, uh, either daughter or daughter-in-law that handles it mostly. That's usually who's shouldering the load. Um, unless unless the married couple is still alive and, and we're dealing with dad, then then it's mom with that person helping out is, is usually it.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and so, does the, I mean, do you find that maybe the the older parent is resistant to having the conversations and to going, or are most people when when it's initiated, they're willing to be a co decision maker in the process?
1: Yeah, it it I've seen both. It really it really just depends. Um, I've I've had people who, um, who are ready to go because they know that's that's the next step. I mean, they obviously would love to stay at home, but sometimes we can't do that. Uh, my mother, uh, she had uh, memory issues, and so uh, she was living with my sister until she started to hit, and it, we just couldn't we couldn't deal with that. And my sister still ha- has issues be- because of that. So. Uh, guilt and things like that, but um, it's it's and another reason why we might have to go to a home where we, we might not otherwise want to is not just memory issues but physical uh, problems. So if someone is a fall risk, you know, have a big uh, a big uh, you know gentleman and his wife can't pick her up, and so it's a much safer place to be if you're in some sort of care. Um, that said, you know, I, I've had people who we've got help with uh, Medicaid benefits. And just absolutely ref- don't want to stay, and they end up going home. And sometimes it works out, and sometimes they're back in. So it just really depends.
0: So my takeaway as I'm listening to you uh, is that really, you know, the the time to have the conversation, I imagine, is is before you need it. I mean, start the always. conversations earlier so you're not in that crisis mode of having to make decisions maybe when the the, the person affected is, can't really be a decision maker in the process. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's always better to, to plan ahead and to think about ahead, um, but it's one of those things that's such a difficult conversation, it's easy to put off until you have to do something. Right. And then by, by then, even though it's still not too late to do things, We can do, we can protect a whole lot of money, do have a whole lot more options if we've kind of thought through things ahead of time.
0: Okay. So now I want to switch the conversation to how do we pay for this? Obviously, you know, I would want my loved one to have the very best care. Um, We'll talk about like how do you know it's good care Mm -hmm. shortly, but but how does this get paid for?
1: Well, there's three ways you can pay for care Um, you can do a private pay. You could do uh, long-term care insurance of some kind, or you can do government options. Private pay is great if you can afford it. But, so here, here's what happened with my family. When I was a kid, um, we were up visiting my grandparents in Montrose, Colorado. And my grandmother, the night before we had to leave, in the middle of I had a heart attack. And so I woke up in the morning, came down and nobody was there. My mother was there making breakfast and that was it. And I was like, that's kind of weird, what's going on? Usually my grandmother's making turtle pancakes or something. (laughs) And uh, she had a heart attack, she went to the hospital and she was there for a while and then she came home. And I don't know if this was connected to this or just happened, but she started having memory issues. And she started uh, putting like her, her keys in the freezer and unscrewing the heating air return vent, putting her her slippers in the down there, and hiding her purse behind books in the bookshelves, and it got over the next few years. It got so bad that at one point my grandfather, he couldn't take care of her anymore, and so what he did, he put her in a nursing home, and that's where she spent the next ten years of her life. But nobody talked to him about the different ways that could be paid for care. So what he did, the only thing he needed to do, to do take care of his wife, he went down every month and wrote a check. Mm-hmm. And that depleted all his money. When he passed away, the, uh, uh, the I'm sorry, when she passed away, there was no money left over for when he needed care. He had to take mm-hmm. in boarders, um, eventually we sold their family farm that they'd had for over 50, 60 years. And when he needed care a few years later, we moved him out of Montrose, Colorado, moved in closer to Arlington where my uncle lived. And my aunt, my uncle, my dad, they all dipped into their savings to pay for their dad's care. So private pay is great if you can do it, but you gotta think long-term, are we gonna be able, how is that gonna affect the surviving spouse? Right. How's that gonna affect the other person? So um, that's why I prefer long-term care insurance or as a backup government benefits.
0: So. Okay, so let's talk um, long-term care insurance yeah. what what are the options? you know I like you I, I mean I had a story where my grandmother got long-term care insurance in the late 80s. I think when it was a new, product and it. It was fabulous. Yeah. It helped her. For, I mean, she was in an assisted living for, I don't know, 15 years at least. And um, it gave her a lot of options. But I know that the window on that is really closing and there there just aren't as many options. So tell us a little bit about what do we need to look for when shopping for long-term care?
1: Yeah, long-term care insurance is, is great because then you're using somebody else's money to pay for care. And I, I don't know the exact t- statistic, but I think it's like, one out of every two of us over the age of 65 are going to need some sort of care. Um, long-term care insurance is a great product, but because people typically have, have bought it and held on to it rather than changing and cha- changing policies, uh, the insurers are having more claims and so they're less they're more reluctant to do new policies. So it is more difficult. Uh, the age used to be you could get it up to about 82, 83. It's particularly with COVID, it's come, back, it's come down a little bit, So, but it's still there. Um, there's different types of policies. You have traditional long-term care insurance where you pay either an annual premium or a monthly premium. And uh, when you need care, you'll go to the, the nursing home. Usually they'll have what they call an elimination period. So a certain period of time, uh, usually 90 days where you're going to have to private pay and then it kicks in. Um, there's also some hybrid policies, which are really interesting, and that's where you usually pay a, uh, you might pay an annual fee, but you put a, a bucket of money, a, a sum of money down um, for a long-term care, or I'm sorry, for a, um, a whole life insurance policy or an annuity with a long-term care rider. And that's way, uh, sometimes the, the health uh, uh, factors are different uh, mm-hmm. between the two. So you might be able to get one and not the other. Um, what I like about the newer policies is they have a lot of ways to. If you don't end up using the money, basically it provides a benefit to a beneficiary to, uh, to an heir. Something, so, to so if you
0: don't end up using it, there's still something. Right. It's
1: not. Happen. Yeah. Traditional long-term care insurance is more of a use it or lose it unless you right. happen to have a writer. Um, the the new stuff is if you don't use it, then it can pass it on to somebody else. So it's not quite as not quite as uh, you know throwing money in a. In a Trash bed.
0: Okay. All right. So now um, talking about government benefits. So uh-huh. I usually, you know, assume that like, ah, oh, I wouldn't qualify for that. Um, who, who, quali- how do you qualify for the government benefits? What are they? <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so there's a couple benefits for long term care. Um, actually, there's three. You have Medicare, which doesn't really give you long term care, but it can give you up to 180, uh, 100 days, excuse me, 100 days. And it is normally, um, it was for rehab. So if you you know you broke a hip, stayed in a hospital for a period of time, then go and and go to a rehab facility, they'll pay up to hundred day, days, not guaranteed, um, and there'll be a copay after the twentieth day. But that's that's one benefit. Uh, the next benefit is a government a, a VA benefits, and then there's Medicaid. So VA benefit is for uh, a veteran who has served ninety days, one day during a time of war. Um, they have to have certain income and um, asset uh, qualifications as well, and uh, it could be for their surviving spouse. So if the spouse has passed, uh, the I'm sorry, the the veteran has passed, the surviving spouse could also uh, get some benefits. Not as great, but it's still available. And um, then finally, they have Medicaid, and that's how really the middle class pays for care. A lot of people think Medicaid is really, really just for you know people who don't have anything, and that's not really true. You can actually have quite a bit of money and if as long as it's in the right you know the right slots, the right buckets, you can still get qualified for Medicaid.
0: Okay. And so in Elder Law planning is that what you're doing is helping yeah. people make sure they have their assets in the right buckets. Exactly. Okay
1: yeah. What we do is uh, we take a look at their assets and we figure out how can we move them around to, to make them uh, Not accountable asset if they need the long-term care how to protect that money so that the money is there for them if they need it mm-hmm. but you know if if there's any left over, then we can give a, uh, a legacy to our children
0: got it and all right so now when we talk about selecting care um, what are h- how do we know if it's a good quality place for our family
1: that's yeah that's that's it's hard um, what you have to do is look at the reviews look at I mentioned the government websites and and we can put a link to those in the show absolutely notes. yeah um, but look at uh, how they're being treated so you could I tell people it's not whether or not a nursing home takes Medicaid, what that's not the de facto on whether, whether it's a good nursing home or a bad nursing home. It's really number one, it's going to be the administration. How are they uh, handling the nursing home? But it's really it really comes down to the, the people doing the hands-on care. Those are the ones that are making sure that your loved one is taken care of. They're the ones that are feeding them. They're the ones that are uh, changing out their bandages or changing out their, their their adult diapers and things like that. Those are the ones that you really want to make sure are, are really good. And what I found is, unfortunately, they're not paid very much. So a lot of times, you know, you can have great care today, but six months from now, when you've had turnover, it may not be quite so good. So you really need to be vigilant. Um, What I found is it's the family members that show up a lot, that ask questions, that talk to the staff. Basically, it's the squeaky wheel that gets the grease. Those are the ones that their family members get the best care.
0: Okay. And so, um, I think that's really important, Even, even if we found the best care today, we can't just rest on our laurels that we still need to be an advocate for our loved one in the process.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: This is a, it's a big period of change, um, I'm sure. And I just, I wonder what you, what you see and experience when you're working with families through the process.
1: It's a lot of emotions. Yeah. It's, tar- it's hard because these are our parents that we're taking care of. These are the ones that have always taken care of us and now it's fallen on us to take care of them. There's a lot of, uh, sometimes there can be guilt you know, um, I'm putting her in a home. She doesn't want to be in a home, but I can't take care of her yeah. for whatever reason. And um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of shame around that too. But there's a lot of you know this is the best thing for her. I know that, and um, you know we're doing what we have to do. So it's 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 a tough decision. Uh, I know when my grandfather put my grandmother in the nursing home, that was the hardest day in his life because I hear that from clients all the time.
0: And so, to really be proactive um, from the get-go, you're gonna you're gonna have the best options available.
1: Absolutely, you want to you want to talk with an elder law attorney. Um, you want to really want to make sure you have your power of attorney in place. It's a document that can uh, the, how to handle finances. Your medical power of attorney. Um, Ideal, an elder law attorney will show you how to, or, or if you even need to protect assets. Sometimes assets are you know, protected without having to to do anything. Um, so you just really want to have a plan. Earlier is always better.
0: All right, and so people can get in touch with you. We'll include contacts uh, for that. And so, I, I mean, it sounds like if we, if you have know a loved one over the age of sixty-five, or you're approaching the age of sixty-five, it's probably a good idea to come in and and meet with Aaron yeah. sooner <laughs> rather than later. Um, what what message of hope do you have for people who are facing that decision of you know putting mom or dad in a in a nursing home?
1: I, I think the message of hope is is you're not alone. Um, this is this is not an easy decision obviously it's an individual decision but um you have to make the best decision for your loved one and for your family and for yourself and sometimes that means you know you take them home and you care for them at home and sometimes that means you have to put them in a, a place that someone could give better care for them and you just have to to be at peace with that.
0: Well, thank you, Aaron, for your commitment to working with families through this process, really helping empower them and give them great information. And I know you have a list of um, 21.
1: Yeah, 20 20 most common uh, nursing home problems and how to fix them. Um, I didn't create it, but I can make it available. And we'll put that in the show notes as well.
0: Excellent. And so if you want to learn more information about Aaron and his law firm and the steps you can take today to help protect your loved one or your own uh, future in, a nursing home or any other type of assisted care, uh, please reach out and contact him. And if you found today's show useful, of course, we would love it if you would subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave a comment below and let us know what questions you have uh, that weren't answered today and we'll, we'll work hard to get answers for you. Thank you.